Hey friends, I hope you're all staying as safe and healthy and comfortable as possible, and that you're taking care of all the people and pets and plants that are important to you. I'm pleased to announce that my latest novel, Jade Suede, is now available for purchase. Jade Suede is the story of a teen runaway who first becomes a sex worker before being hired as a killer of deadbeat debtors for a loan shark. I will warn readers, this is by far the most violent and sexually graphic story I've ever published. While I'm very proud of it, I do understand that it may not be for everyone. That being said, I will encourage you to judge for yourself, as you can find and read a healthy chunk of the story for free on Amazon. Jade Suede is available now worldwide via Amazon in ebook format for just $2.99 US or the equivalent, or $9 US or the equivalent for paperback. There will be a universal link to my new book in the description of this episode. So wherever you are listening to this in the world, if you click on the universal link in this episode's description, you'll be taken to my latest novel, Jade Suede, in your country's Amazon. If you don't use Amazon, you can find and purchase Jade Suede in ebook format at Google Play. Just search my last name, M-A-S-C-O-L-A. That's how you'll find me on Google Play. As always, if you've already purchased any or all of my books, thank you, thank you, thank you. I sincerely appreciate your generous patronage. Jade Suede, the 2023 novel by me, Andy Mascola, available now. And with all that out of the way, here's the quirky theme song. People are the enemy listeners. Hello. <laughs> this is episode 298 of the greatest podcast you've ever heard. How you doing out there? Yeah? What do we gotta ask him? What you know about me? What you what you know about me? What you know about me? What you what you know? Sing it, little mama. Come on. Get into it. Remember this one? Love it. Come on. Taking it down. That was a little mama with lip gloss. Probably the the greatest one hit wonder of the last of the last twenty years. Right? She had that one album, that one huge single. Then she kind of went on to do other things. Yeah, she's all right. She's still doing it. She's still out there. 
She's like a judge on some dance show. She did a little bit of reality television. Remember when Little Mama climbed up on stage on the VMAs during during Jay-Z and Alicia Keys' performance? <laughs> it's the best. You know, they, they'd uh, performed Empire State of Mind, this huge single. And they're finishing in glorious fashion. And uh, Little Mama climbs up out of her seat onto the stage and poses with Jay-Z. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, like this. She really felt that one. <laughs> she, was just, she was in the moment. She's like, I need to be a part of this. Yeah, I love that song. I love Lip Gloss. Great track. A lot of fun. There's so much good music right now. My goodness. Momus put out a new album last week. Cram Bam Bully. Man, it's going to turn 63 this year, I believe. Holy smokes. I think I think for the last like 15 years, he's put out just about one album. At least one album every year. And I mean, this guy's been doing it since... Well, solo since what? 86? Yeah. And he is like, you know, you talk about artists that really kind of hit their stride in their later years. Yeah, musically, vocally, lyrically. He's like at the top of his game now. In his 60s. I'm telling you. Check out the song, The Beast, from his new album, Cram Bambooly. And tell me it doesn't hold up against his best work. I mean, the man has about 30-some-odd albums. That song, The Beast, on Cram Bambooly, oh my gosh. I was like, he's killing it. And he's 63, doing his best work of his life. So great. There's so much great stuff coming out. The new Mitski album came out last week. I was psyched to go get it. I had listened to it. I mean, I stream music. I subscribe to a streaming service. You know? But if I really love something, yeah, I'll go out and buy it in a physical format. I feel good about that, you know? Giving a lot more money to the artists that way, I suppose. Or at least the labels that support these artists. You know, in this case, Mitski's label's still an indie. Dead Oceans. You know, nothing, not a major label. But I was driving my daughter to work. And she works fairly close to a record store. And we're getting on the highway. Fortunately, we're not going too fast. And there's forest on the right side of me and forest on the left. And if you can picture this, you know, like the on-ramp for the highway, on either side it kind of tapers off, you know what I mean? Kind of like a slope. And coming up on the right-hand side is a baby deer and its mom. And fortunately, I see it and I break didn't have to come to a screeching halt. Again, I was just getting onto the highway. This had never happened to me in my entire life. I've lived in New England my whole life. I've been driving since I was 16. I've never had a deer run across the highway in front of my car. And fortunately, again, I was just on the on-ramp, and I looked in my rearview mirror, and there was nobody behind me. So I slowed down. Beautiful baby deer. Long legs, kind of lopes across the highway, and there's mom right behind it, 
You know what I mean? And mom's looking, she's looking, she's watching me, watching her babe. And she, she follows right behind. Beautiful. So beautiful. They were fine. But of course it made me think of things like, shoot, you know, development and the destruction of forests. All these thoughts were running through my head, you know what I mean? I'm like, you know, like those poor deer probably wouldn't have to run across the highway if we weren't, you know, so intent on destroying forestry and in order to build roads for cars and houses and whatnot. I don't know. It made me think all sorts of things. I had a hard time. I mean, it was beautiful. Again, it was a beautiful moment. My daughter and I saw it together, so that was nice. But again, my head went to those places, you know what I mean? But, you know, they ran off into the woods and hopefully they're okay. They were at least okay in that moment, you know? And I dropped my daughter off at her job. Then I hit the record store. Went right to the new release rack. And there's the new Mitski. Grabbed a CD copy of it, brought it up to the, uh, the clerk. She says, oh, the new Mitski, young girl. I said, yeah, I'm psyched. And she said, yeah, I love her. I said, me too. She said, hey, do you want a, do you want a free Mitski bracelet and a free Mitski poster? I said, yes. <laughs> because I'm 13. <laughs> now, listen, I'm a man of a certain age, but I'm still, you know, hey, I'm a collector. You know what I mean? So she pulls out this poster and this bracelet. She said, these are free. I was like, oh, how cool. She said, yeah, we had a Mitski listening party and these were left over. I take the, uh, the poster. I say, I'm going to put this up in my cubicle. This is cool. Black and white photo of Mitski. Looks like she's kind of like creeping through the forest. Beautiful photo. And the bracelet? No, I'm not going to wear the bracelet, okay? <laughs> but as soon as I got in my car, you know what I did? I, I, I put it, it was an orange and black bracelet, had the name of her album, which is The Land is Inhospitable and So Are We, as well as her name. It's like an adjustable bracelet. And I put it on my uh, rearview mirror <laughs> in my car, so it's kind of dangling there. But yeah, I'll take it. I'll take a, you want to give me a free Mitski anything, I'll take it. <laughs> New Momus, New Mitski, new Wes Anderson film coming on Netflix this week? Yeah! Have you heard about this? The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar. I guess it's based on a Roald Dahl story. They got Benedict Cumberbatch to star. I was like, yo! I'm all over it, baby! It was like a dry spell for a while. Everything was like, I was looking around, I'm like, nothing looks good. Nothing cool's coming up. Nothing cool's gonna happen. I knew about, you know, I knew about the Mitski. I knew about the Momus. I had no idea about the, uh, the new Wes Anderson movie. New Doja Cat album comes out this week. The singles sound really good. I think it's called Scarlet. The music videos are insane. Yeah, I got high hopes for that one. I'm going to check that thing out. New Doja. What else? 
New books? Yeah, Jade Suede. Have you heard? No. Okay. <laughs> like, didn't we do this already, Andy? Yeah. yeah. Jade Suede is out. <laughs> but look, if you're looking to pair it up with something, new Maria Bamford book is out. New Gary Goldman book? Yeah. Two comedians who are putting out, like, their first memoirs? Two excellent comedians, by, by the way. You know how much I love Maria Bamford. I, I had no idea. And I was poking around and found out she's got a book. I think it just came out a couple weeks ago. And Goldman's, I think, comes out. Gary Goldman's comes out in, like, a, a week or two. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of good stuff to look forward to, man. It's hard to find the good stuff, man. And then all of a sudden, you know, like... You know, it's like uh, when it rains, it pours. You know how they say that? It's a dry spell. And then all of a sudden, it's like all these wonderful things. It's like, all right, well, it looks like I'm going to be spending some money. <laughs> these are all things I like. So it's all right. You remember when there weren't red M&Ms? I was talking to a friend about this. He's like, what are you talking about? And I get it. If you If you were born in the late 80s, you... You have no recollection of a world without red M&M's. But if you were born in the mid-70s, you grew up without them. Yeah. They thought that uh, the red dye in M&M's was poison. Yeah. And they didn't, you know, for, for most of my childhood, almost all of my childhood, till I was like, shoot, you know, like till I was 13, then all of a sudden they, they brought like red M&M's back. It's like, it's like wild, you know? Weird, man. A world without red M&M's. Speaking about age. Oh my gosh, this guy at the gym talked my ear off. This is uh, the Korean war vet at the gym. I love him, but... Uh, oh man, I was trying to read a book while I was on the recumbent bike. And this guy wanted to talk to me. He, he calls, he refers to his ex-wife, and pardon me, this is how he refers to his ex-wife. My lesbian ex-wife. It's like, do I really need to know this? <laughs> He's doing a Rodney Dangerfield impression. He's launching into that. He can't remember Rodney Dangerfield's name. The man is 88 years old. He was in the Korean War. Not Rodney. This guy at the gym. He says, I get no respect, he's telling me. You know, doing this Rodney impression. I bought a used car and my wife's underwear was in the back seat. All right. <laughs> then he says, you know who Howard Cosell was? And I say, it's a little bit before my time, is what I say. Then he launches into a Howard Cosell impression. This is Howard Cosell. And of course, anybody can do a Howard Cosell. I'm doing a Howard Cosell impression. Yeah, you do that with your voice. You start up strong and then you kind of... It falls. I've seen clips of Howard Cosell. God help me, I used to watch old Woody Allen movies and he put Howard Cosell in them for a joke. So I know who Howard Cosell is. But again, before my time. He's doing Howard Cosell impressions. I'm like, man, I just want to read my book. <laughs> but then he gets sad. You know what I mean? And he starts talking about how, like, uh, he said, ah, oh, 
my microwave oven died. I had to take it apart piece by piece because I couldn't lift it. I'm like, oh my God. He says, I do about three pounds at the gym. It's embarrassing. I have to, I'm lifting weights here. And there'll be a woman in the, on the machine next to me lifting 10 times what I'm lifting. And I'm embarrassed. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> but he's telling me, man, he's telling me how, like, uh, he has to take his microwave apart piece by piece in order just to, to get rid of it. And then he said he had to get a new microwave, and in order to bring it in his house, he kind of has to, like, roll it, like, you know, end over end, till he can lift it up onto his counter. Oh, man, it was brutal to hear, you know? I said, isn't there anybody who can help you? Because I'm thinking to myself, I, I should help this guy. And I asked myself, should I? <laughs> you know, I don't have a lot of time, man. You know, I go to the gym. I'm only there like a half hour. I got to go home, walk my dog. What am I going to do? I'm going to hang out with a Korean war vet, 88 years old. He's going to talk my ear off about, about his lesbian ex-wife. Doing Rodney Dangerfield impressions. No danke. <laughs> But yeah, man, you go to the gym early, and that's what it is. I'm the young guy there. It's all these uh, older gentlemen. They get up early. I got up early one night this uh, one morning this week. I say one morning, one night. Yeah, you get that uh, seasonal affective disorder, where the sun starts to go down early. So your body starts waking up at odd times, looking for the sun. Yeah, I get that. This in the fall, that's what's happening right now. Sun's going down earlier and earlier. So all of a sudden, you know, I go to bed at nine. At midnight, I wake up wide awake, <laughs> lying in bed. Like, oh, no, this is no good. Just got to force myself to, to stay there, you know what I mean? Keep my eyes closed. The worst thing you can do in those situations is turn on your phone. You know, start looking at your phone. That thing will keep you up, man. Do not do that. That is not the move. The best thing you can do, and this is what I found, and look, am I trying to connect this to uh, to promotion of my new book? Maybe. But it's true. The best thing you can do if you wake up in the middle of the night and you're wide awake and you want to fall back to sleep, read a book. I'm telling you. You'll get tired. You'll put yourself back to bed. Read Jade Suede. Out now. Available at Amazon and Google Play. Get after it, I'm telling you. And with that, I am going to hand things off to our friend, Rachel from Des Moines, and she is going to give you the char chat. So without any further ado, take it away, Rachel. Thanks, Andy. Hello, and welcome back to Rachel's Chart Chat for another week. I didn't take the time to thank people who listened two weeks ago, and I need to give a special mention to listener Tavy, who let me know she remembered the City of New Orleans song from a Riding the Rails-themed episode of 80s puppet sitcom ALF. I found the ep on YouTube, but sadly the song was not included. I assume due to rights issues, like the ones that keep many classic SNL sketches with pre-recorded music in them off of YouTube. 
When I was searching around trying to figure out what was going on, I learned that a new DVD box set of ALF is coming out later this year, featuring broadcast versions of the original show, plus the cartoon, plus tons of extras. It's on Shout Factory. I want to say special thanks also to Sherry for your comments every week, my new Blue Sky pal Sarah, Bob Sellers over on IG, Jeffrey, aka BJ Big Suit, Jill, Tony, Dennis, Mary, Josh, and everyone who listens, gives comments, or shares people are the enemy every week. To follow up on last week's talk with about MacArthur Park, I ran a poll on my Instagram and 11% said it's the worst, 43% said yeah it's bad but there's worth songs out there, and 43% said they, they're neutral or they think it's good. For the 70s chart, this is actually two weeks ago, it's from September 2nd of 1978, and in the full Hot 100 there's four songs from the Grease soundtrack, three from Sgt. Pepper the movie, and then two covers of songs from Broadway musicals. Starting off at number 94 is a song called Substitute by the group Clout that made it to number 67. Clout were a South African all-female band, and uh, they were managed and produced by Graham Beggs. They, uh, there's some, I think there's controversy of if the young women played instruments or not. It cites that there was a male group called Circus that did all their playing. I, I need to dig. It was hard to find information about these guys. I don't know if that was like a rumor, if it was true, or what's happening. This song, Substitute, was originally done by the Righteous Brothers in 1975. It did not chart for them. Um, and Clout's lyrics, when they changed from the male to female perspective, uh, they're singing the song to Sam. Whereas in the Righteous Brothers version, the lyrics just say girl. They address them as this person as girl. This song, Substitute, is basically singing about like if you have a crush on someone and their significant other leaves them for a long time, goes out of town, whatever it is, you're like, hey, I'm ready to slide right on in there. So I know my mom, for one, would not like me listening to a song with lyrics like that. You know, sort of a side chick kind of a thing. It's weird, especially from the male versus female perspective to me. Uh, but anyways, this song was a number one hit in Ireland, New Zealand, South Africa, and West Germany, as well as number two in Belgium on two Dutch charts and Switzerland and in the UK. It was also a top 20 around the world and yet 67 in the United States. Clout, uh, looking at the singles chart, they were they're the table on the Wikipedia page. They're most successful in Germany overall. Uh, this song is sort of a, a footnote in disco history. Gloria Gaynor covered Substitute. It was released on October of 78 with I Will Survive as the B-side. And Gloria had tried to persuade the label to issue I Will Survive as the A-side, but they, quote, refused to entertain the idea. Gloria Gaynor's husband took the single to Studio 54 for Richie Casco to play it and also gave him extra copies for his friends. This grew the song's popularity, and later the label finally released it as an A-side. Uh, Gloria Gaynor's cover of Substitute did hit number 78 on the R&B chart, and it was 107 on the Bubbling Under. Uh, Clout had, was kind of known for covers themselves. They also did that Since You've Been Gone, the Rainbow version, as well as covering Daryl Hall and John Oates' Portable Radio and an April Wine track. At number 66 is Stay Slash The Loadout by Jackson Brown. That would make it to number 20. These were the final two songs on Jackson Brown's 1977 album Running On Empty. The Loadout followed by Stay as the final song. And all of the songs on the album were recorded live on stage or in hotel rooms backstage or on the tour bus. This one, these two were recorded at Meriwether Post Pavilion in Columbia, Maryland. 
And the single was released with Stay as the A-side and Loadout on B, although I see some sources that had Stay as the A-side and then Rosie as the B. Uh, many radio stations played it as a medley in the other order following the album order, but it was never released that way as a medley. It was listed on the Hot 100 as both, you know, as Stay slash the Loadout for the final eight weeks on the chart. And I used to hear it that way on our local station, KGGO, and I, I always liked it. I felt like it was something special to stumble upon. And The Loadout is an original written by Jackson Brown and Brian Garofalo. And Stay is a cover of Maurice Williams and the Zodiac's number one hit from 1960. And I learned that that was, to date, still the shortest song to hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Uh, that was famously used in Dirty Dancing. And recently... The Best Show just completed a 24-hour episode of the of the show, and during the trivia portion, uh, Scott Rogowski shared that this was named by Tom Sharpling in 2004 as the worst song ever written, which I have to say, it's understandable. If you don't like Jackson Brown, it's really easy to just read this as a super phony sentiment of like, oh, you know, it's all about the fans, and I couldn't do it without you, and we, need the, we love the roadies that take good care of it. If you don't like him, it's very easy to treat that as just complete BS, but... If you take it at face value, I think it's pretty moving, but i open to the other interpretation. And I did learn also, according to the Song Facts webpage, that uh, Jackson Brown played this along with Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band at the No Nukes concert in 1980. And number 44 is Back in the USA by Linda Ronstadt. That would make it to number 16. The original was done by Chuck Berry from 1959, and it hit number 37 on the pop chart. And according to Wikipedia, he wrote that after a trip to Australia. And there's a great anecdote shared from Linda Ronstadt on the page, and it's cited as being from a biography on the Eagles. And basically, Glenn Fry was whining around about not having a record deal, and she kind of told him to quit complaining so i'll read that here for you this is a, a, just a you can read the whole thing on the page then all of a sudden i looked at him and i went boy life's really tough we're going off to ski with all this money in our pockets we're going to have a good time and we've got great music on the tape player just then back in the usa came on and i went boy that would be a great song to sing i think i'll do that one years later linda ronstadt joined chuck berry on stage for his 60th birthday concert and supposedly they had rehearsed it in c but then it played in, in, in the key of G due to Chuck Berry's guitar playing. And Linda Ronstadt was a professional as she performed the song, but she was super pissed. And she left right after the first show. And there were supposed to be two shows that evening. Definitely read up on that. I learned that, I guess I kind of maybe always knew this, but just confirmed that Paul McCartney was parodying Back in the USA when he wrote Back in the USSR, though it was also influenced by the Beach Boys. And number 23 is the song Two Tickets to Paradise by Eddie Money, which I feel like people mostly know. Uh, but I did want to mention that there exists a single remix, which when you listen to the AT40 airing, they play. It's not available on Spotify, sadly, but it is on YouTube. And I definitely recommend seeking that out. It's got some great extra guitar parts added. Uh, moving on to 1984, a chart from September 1st. I just have one song from, for you. Uh, at number 80 is A Girl in Trouble in parentheses is a Temporary Thing by the group Romeo Void. That would make it to number 35, and that was the group's only Hot 100 appearance. And I think this is a good and interesting song, but the one of theirs I really like is Never Say Never. But unfortunately, it never hit the pop charts. 
Um, it made it to number 17 on the dance chart and number 20 on mainstream rock, then, then known as Top Tracks. Uh, Never Say Never first appeared on the EP of the same name, which came out in December of 81, and then later on the, al- the full-length album Benefactor in August of 82. Never Say Never had a black and white video that was popular on MTV and also on college radio. Romeo Boyd's lead singer was Deborah Ayal, and she's a Caleb Native American from Washington State who grew up in Fresno, and then she moved to the San Francisco Bay Area to become involved in the punk and post-punk scenes in the city. She seems really fascinating. I really want to learn more about her, but she stayed involved in music after taking kind of a detour to teach art for a while. Romeo Boyd had three albums in total, and kind of while they were on tour promoting the third one, it seemed like their label kind of dumped them unceremoniously. They had no support as they were touring, and they broke up after that. Uh, Of note on this chart, at number 51 is Quiet Riot's cover of Mama, We're All Crazy Now, and then at 49 is Slade with their song My Oh My, which of course, they got a new American record deal due to becoming more known after in the States after Quiet Riot had covered their songs. Well, that's all from me this week. Thanks so much for listening. Back to you, Andy. Thank you, Rachel. Awesome stuff, as always. This has been episode 298 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Our theme song is Walrus Love by Nokia Ocean. You can find that song and more at pizzapuppies.bandcamp.com. My name is Andy Mascola. You can purchase my novels via Amazon and other online book retailers in both paperback and ebook formats for as little as $1.99. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you, Rachel from Des Moines. We love you. Peace.